1: Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander. Live from Media Row at Super Bowl 58 on v the sports betting network. Good
2: Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and, of course, the DraftKings Network, as Brent just mentioned, live from Media Row, Mandalay Bay, Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. What a scene here on DraftKings Network Super Week, segment presented by 1-800-Flowers.com, DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning. How are you? Over on the couch, Mr. Bidlin. Yeah. Chilling. Might be
3: getting real comfy over here today. Oh,
2: I'm, I'm, t- I'm totally getting to the couch earlier today. <laughs> None of this hour up here at the desk <laughs> on my throne looking down on you. Um,
3: it, the, it is very much like that, by the way, yeah. it's. I, just, I feel like I'm being talked down to right it's now. It's the yeah. Colin Coward thing, right?
2: right? Here's my word. Like, take I
3: it, can't possibly be right in this dina- that's right. dynamic. If, take, we, if we get in an argument, I'm wrong in this dynamic every time. Take it down the mountain with you. <laughs>
2: Uh, on the show today, and it is our, obviously, on a Friday, our, Friday, uh, our final regular numbers game time slot before Super Bowl 58. Um, Rufus Peabody will join us again? He won't leave us alone. <laughs> Rufus Peabody will, uh, will be here on the show, um, as will Matt Brown in his typical Friday morning spot, as will James Salinas, former Westgate uh, Super Contest winner. He will join us with his Super Bowl 58 thoughts, and Aaron Schatz will join us. Now, Aaron Schatz, who's not only the over at FTN Sports, but also the creator of DVOA, his proprietary stat, uh, Aaron is an AP voter, famously, one of the 50 AP voters who voted on all the awards for the NFL Honors Show last night. And we happened to be with him having dinner, you, me, Matt, and yep. Aaron when the awards came down. Not all of them, but certainly the back end of them. And where he is specifically uh, involved for our discussion today, (laughs) among others, is Lamar Jackson ends up winning the MVP, let's start there, with 49 out of the possible 50 first place votes. The person who did not vote him first place, our friend Aaron Schatz. And when that news came down, not that Aaron in any way regrets his first place vote, which was Josh Allen, by the way. Yep. Josh Allen, he had Josh Allen first, Dak Prescott second, Lamar Jackson third. Not that he regrets it in any way, not he completely stands by it, but if you, it's just a human being thing, Lamar Jackson's first MVP, he was unanimous. This one, he falls one vote short. <sighs> if you have to kind of live the rest of your life knowing that you are responsible for that. Even though you are completely okay with your vote, there is a little part of you that dies inside. And so we lost Aaron for about 10 minutes of that dinner where he was just like, oh man.
3: Yeah, I, I can't wait for him to tell it in his own words when he yeah. joins us, but it was, I think you just laid it out perfectly. He, does, he doesn't regret what he did, you know, the, the choices that he made. I think there's sound reasoning behind what he did. he We talked about this often with him in the middle of the season of when you get this influx of data-driven voters now that we haven't had before, they're going to see this, markets like this, a different way than the old school voters. And... That was the reason guys like him were added, and they might look differently than others. So I don't think it's shocking to see that. But, yes, when you're the only person, it it, it becomes a little
2: rough. And you have to deal with Ravens fans who are going to be upset, with right? So it's a whole thing. So we'll we'll have Aaron on later. Uh, We thought, stupidly, as it turns out, that it was going to be a night without any drama. Well, there was plenty of it, Uh, beginning with Coach of the Year where – Kevin Stefanski and D'Amico Ryan, Stefanski of the Browns, and by the way, the Browns end up with four awards, three of which were bettable. Uh, Coach of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, where Miles Garrett won it. Um, obviously, they end up winning uh, Assistant Coach of the Year, not something that was not bettable. Jim Schwartz ended up winning for Defensive Coordinator of the Year. And... Uh, and of course, we'll, we'll get to momentarily and come Comeback Player of the Year, but when it started with Coach of the Year, Stefanski and D'Amico Ryans of the Texans end up with the same number when you tallied up the 5-4, 3-2-1, 1-2-3-4-5 voting. But Stefanski with one more first place vote and he wins the award. So everybody who had Kevin Stefanski bets, congratulations to you on that. Uh, you cash at whatever price, whatever great price you had that at. So by virtue of the first-place vote tiebreaker, Stefanski wins that. And then we thought, okay, well, that will be the big story of the night. Wow, somebody won with a tiebreaker.
3: Nope. Oh, Oh, go ahead. You okay with that? But we didn't really, I guess we, we yeah, were because, all at dinner. We didn't talk through this thoroughly. By obviously. the way, I should say with, uh, with Coach of the Year, it's not 1, 2,
2: 3, 4, 5. It's 1, 2, 3. Right. is right. the only thing that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Yeah, so 21, 18, and 6 for Stefanski for a total of 165 points. 20, 21, and 2 for D'Amico ends up at 165 as well. But the 21 to 21st 20 place gives it to Stefanski. I'm okay with it. If you're going to do 1, 2, 3 or any kind of tiered voting, you're doing tiered voting for a reason.
3: I'm very much okay with how this played out. I would have gone with D'Amico Ryans, Me but too. completely understand Stefanski winning. And as long as it was close, I can see it was close, I'm good with it.
2: So we thought the drama was was that. Like that was going to be the big thing. Because, you know, defensive rookie of the year, okay. Will Anderson won it by, you know, a shade. We get it. That, that was possible. That was a very close vote, by the way, uh, between the top three. Anderson, um, Jalen Carter, and, of course, Kobe Turner. Um, the others, you know, Miles Garrett, who was at the restaurant with us last night. He ends up winning, <laughs> <Yeah, it was. laughs> winning uh, Defensive Player of the Year. You know, that was close, but people expected that to be close. But then, Comeback Player of the Year, we had kind of convinced ourselves, anecdotally, sure, but that DeMar Hamlin was going to get it. The one thing that Aaron Schatz got right, and we repeated it a million times on this show, though we said it, I'm not sure if we said it with Comeback, we, we certainly said it with MVP, which is... You know, this could be a year because of the tiered voting where someone's not going to get the most first place votes, they're going to get the most second place, and they're going to win the award. Could have happened with Coach of the Year, didn't. With Comeback Player of the Year, the shocker of the night, Joe Flacco with 13 first place votes, 13, 26, and and 8. So 13 first place, 26 second place, 8 third place votes. Beats Damar Hamlin, who had eight more first place votes than did Flacco with 21, Ugh. but it went 21, 7, and 14. So shout out to Aaron Schatz for properly identifying this scenario. But to be completely accurate, what's and we'll talk to Aaron about this later too, is in this in this award, Comeback Player of the Year, Aaron's thought was: okay, if you're not gonna vote Hamlin first. He's probably completely off your ballot. He told this uh, th- this to
3: us like two months ago, three yes. months ago, something yes. like that.
2: And it's and that was very logical to me because me too. In how you sort of do the calculus on this vote, you you know, because you and I, let's just go the trajectory of you over you and me talking about stuff. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So over a year ago, was it over? No, not like over a year, year ago. ago. No, yeah, but yeah, like, yeah. like like ten yes, months ago. Ten months ago, I'm screaming <laughs> at you on air. He,
3: he almost died on the field. All he has to do is show up. Yeah. You then... Set the Kelly barometer. The Kelly barometer he is like... He has to get back out there, and I need to... He needs to end up in the stat, in the stat book, right? Okay. He needs to make a tackle, do something. And then he does exactly that, and one I, tackle. That's right, and I said, give it to him. And you said, give it to
2: him. Yeah. And then you convinced yourself further then, and you took a little incoming for this... That if it's not Hamlin, you'd give it to Baker Mayfield over Joe well, Flacco. Well, it was
3: when the Joe Flacco stuff started yeah. up. I was in uh, I, I I'm still in shock. I am in, the third the guy who should have finished third in this won it to me. Joe Flacco. We've come back player of the year. Because yes, it was we're giving so much credit to Joe Flacco for what he did in five games of the regular season, when Baker Mayfield did this the whole season, when nobody expected anything from the from Baker Mayfield or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
2: By the way, Baker Mayfield is the dude I cannot stop running into all over town. Are he's, you serious? He's everywhere. Yeah, he's everywhere.
3: I want to run into Baker Mayfield and um, tell him exactly what I just said.
2: I will tell him. I'm and like then, I know this guy. Kill.
3: Him. And then buy him like
2: a Miller Lite. I feel like that's his beer. Here's here's the thing with with all of this though. So, and we'll again, we'll talk more extensively about this after we talk about Super Bowl Fifty Eight later in the show when Shots gets here. I think we have reached the point now where even the NFL gets they've got to redefine that award. So right now, as as come like let's compare this with the NBA award of Most Improved. Most Improved has some interpretation, but okay, it's it's at least in a in a tighter little context. With Comeback Player of the Year, as it's stated in the, in the NFL, that is such a catch-all that ultimately comes down to your interpretation of best story of the year. And so there is some movement now to redefine this award and maybe parse it out into a couple awards. We'll talk to Aaron because I'm not sure exactly what they've landed on, but there seems to be some momentum for that. And so Joe Flacco, congr- as I say congratulations to those of you who had Stefanski, even bigger congratulations <laughs> oh, to those man. of you who had Flacco. And by the way, a lot of people were giving us, you know, uh, certainly we deserved credit for the scenario where if you, you had the most second place vote, someone could sneak into one. Uh, people were giving us credit for the Flacco thing. I don't know that we talked about it any more than anybody else. yeah. Um, so, I, I congratulations mean, we, to all of you who had it.
3: I mean, you and I talk a lot of awards. It's yeah. not like this was. We were definitely talking about him as he was on the rise in the awards. Board, but you and I were sitting out dinner last night, kind of cracking up. I'm rolling through all these tweets we're getting. I'm like, I'm like, all right, here's a tweet hating on me. Here's a tweet giving us a lot of praise. Here's a tweet. I'm like, I don't even know where these are coming. The from. thing
2: with the Flacco's, though, the Flacco award winners, those are triple-digit ones. Yes. like we are in our in our. You know, feeds, there's 100 to ones, there's 150 to ones. So good on all of y'all who got that. Um, I did not see that coming in well, the end. And and we'll talk also about the fact that in Hamlin's case, there were in fact people who had him second or third, which makes no, no sense. sense. I, 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 no sense whatsoever. Like, well,
3: I get it. He kind of died. So that's kind of good compared to what Flacco did. <laughs> <You know>, they <it's- laughs> toss out this award. It's ridiculous. You yep. need to redo it. You need to it. All these voters need to be clearly, they need to know clearly what they actually are voting on. And that's just not, we saw it play out.
2: We'll have that discussion later. But first, Super Bowl 58, Chiefs and Niners, Matt Brown will join us. And I, after two weeks of giving all the, the reasons for both sides, I've made my decision. And this segment is presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. It is a numbers game. Live from Media Row, DraftKings Network's Super Week here. By the way, I haven't read any tweets since we've been down here. Should I read some tweets? Sure. Rifle through some. Uh, this is from uh, C W Blue Jay, who says, uh, <laughs> "Oh, this is a commentary on the uh, the Megapod with Rufus." He uh, sums it up by saying, "Sun versus Moon." Gill says, "The sun gets a big check mark uh, for hottest celestial object." Rufus replies, "You really think so? I don't see that. Last year the sun wasn't as hot. Maybe it's a small check mark. That was kind of how he did. Like <laughs> argument for the sake of argument for Rufus. He'll be with us. <laughs> He'll be with us a little later on. Mm. Uh, the better life." Uh, the way they introduced Comeback Player of the Year, Tim Lawson says, the way they introduced Comeback Player of the Year as performing on the highest level and returning to that level sounded like they were explaining why Hamlin was about to not get the award. It's a good call. We didn't hear that, but yeah. By the way, was it even available in Vegas? I don't think it was. I think it got blacked out here.
3: What, Comeback Player of the Year? No, the whole show. Oh, oh really? I think so, no, yeah. No, we were all out at dinner. I had yeah. no idea.
2: Um... No way. It was, it
3: was blacked out For here? For
2: local, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so much, by the way, there's too many tweets to read. I'll read some later. But about the appearance from Merrill Hodge yesterday on the show, which was just absolutely uh, spectacular. So shout out to uh, Merrill Hodge, who had some very strong opinions on, of course, uh, not only Caleb Williams, but... Uh, really retrospectively on uh, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young, which he got dead on last year. Uh, We are joined by our old Primetime Action co-host, and of course, well, not only that, but our Friday regular here on a numbers game all football season, the great Matt Brown, everybody, host of the All Angles Football Podcast, football betting podcast, yes, and the all and the uh, and the handle
5: rather weekends here with Mike Samich. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well. I'm looking. I haven't I haven't done the the leg cross yet. I see you guys with the, with the <laughs> leg cross. Maybe that's like next segment or something. Yeah, I'll get in you know, with you that. Got to mix it in. We're, we're here for the, an hour and a half. The, yeah. the casual setting allowed. You guys got used to it yesterday, so you you went right to the leg cross oh, where I'm kind of all doing the like. Oh, okay, all right. How am I gonna I'm gonna do that? Next segment.
3: Okay. okay you know. Plus, you're the guy who gets middled right? Right here, right? So we can just kind of sit back and look at you like this the whole time. Yeah.
5: yeah. Man, it was a uh, a fine fine dinner last night with you fellas. It was. Yes. It was yes. Good stuff over there. Celebrity fun. sightings abound. Abound. Yes. Yeah, abound. Uh, all Dustin over the place. Dustin Swedelson among yes. them. That, that, that was the biggest one. <laughs> that yeah. was the biggest one. The yeah. biggest <laughs> one. The most unexpected one, for sure, as we we're like, sitting there just like, oh, look sure, at that. Sure you had your Miles Garrett's and your Jake <laughs> Lasers, yeah. but there was Dustin yeah, Swedelson. Yeah, just coming in, just rolling in. We're like, oh, From sharp money that. here yeah. at we, he Happy came Happy birthday, but, Dustin. He did come over to tell us the most popular country singer... In the world and was well, I, we was, had no was idea. In, was was at a table two two over from us. We yeah, didn't. We, we had didn't no even, idea. The, the
3: three of us did not know. <laughs>
5: but Zach Bryant, I
3: don't know who that is.
5: Yeah. I know the name, but yeah, I'm not a. I, I'm. A, I am not ai am do not do the country music, so like
2: yeah no. I, I don't know either. No. All right, yeah. um, Super Bowl fifty-eight. I don't know if you know this, Matt, but mm-hmm. there is a game on Sunday. Are you aware of this? A big one. Niners Chiefs, three thirty p.m. Pacific, six thirty Eastern, where the Niners remain. At this moment, Friday morning, two-point favorites. The total still not budging, 47 and a half. First of all, do you think either of these will budge between now and game time?
5: Man, that is the thing that I continue to go back and forth about because, you know, in years past, right, like you just knew it was – favorites and overs like it was just you know everyone yeah. wanted to come in on the favorite you knew that the dog money line was going to get pounded so then you would end up getting money line value on the favorite somewhere along the way and all that but it's i don't know with like the 30 plus states now like I said this total goes from 48 to 47 and a half and it's been stuck in the mud for a week and a half now like i don't i don't i don't know maybe it ticks back to 48 but it seems like there's a willingness of people to take the under at 48 so i don't know how long it lasts when it does hit that what have you finally decided on this I played the Chiefs. Um, I got I got more prop action really than I do the stuff on the game itself. I, I ended up playing the Chiefs, but it's one of those deals where the handicap for me. I can see a double-digit win for the 49ers. So it's like it's a weird thing to exactly have a right. – It's a weird thing to have a bet in on a team that you don't think can win by double digits and you can easily talk yourself into the team that you didn't oh, bet yeah, on yeah. winning by double digits. Because that is the follow-up that I've asked everybody – not everybody, but most people who have had the Chiefs th- these last two weeks.
2: My next question – oh, I asked Zach, I asked Kelly, maybe not everybody. It's but my, but it's I said, my
3: ferv- favorite piece of conversation about this game, which, I
2: think. Yeah, so if you have the Chiefs, I'm like, yeah, but if I told you a team won by double
5: digits, who is it? Everybody without even and blinking goes <laughs> Niners. Niners. Yeah, because you have those. It, here, here's the thing. I think if you're if you're a Chiefs backer, you're probably naturally leaning towards the under. You're probably thinking, okay, the way that they go about this, these we've seen them with these long methodical drives, putting together like the seven, six, and seven minute drives, and all that. Like I don't think you want a shootout if you're with the if you're if you're on the Chiefs. I don't think that the offensive firepower for the Chiefs is going to be able to sustain a firefight with the the 49ers. And so, like you said, like I the way this gets off the rails pretty quick is if this defense for the Chiefs that has been very, very good all year and has been good in the playoffs can't figure out a way to stop this ridiculous wealth of talent that the 49ers has. And then they're just scoring every time they get the ball and the, and and the Chiefs are just not able to keep up. And then next thing, you know, we'd look up and it's the third quarter and like I said, they're up 11, they're up 14, they're up 70, whatever it might be. I, so again, for two weeks
2: now, by the way, where's my camera? I have no idea where it is. For two (laughs) weeks now, I, uh, for two weeks, I, have said, you know, okay, here are the, again, here are the two ways to look at this game, and I'll say it one last time here beforehand, but I sort of, uh, I'll couch it like this. Again, it's the, the Jimmy the Greek T-chart where all the check marks, most of them except one, go to the Chiefs, coach, quarterback, tight end, defense, schedule, um, kicker, and the only one that goes to the Niners is this massive offense as a group, right? They mm-hmm. have the massive check on that. That's one way to look at it, and I don't know, 75% of the people here, anecdotally, here at Media Row, when we have them on the show or when we talk to them, they are not necessarily betters, and they subscribe to that as, I've watched the playoffs. Clearly the Chiefs have Mm -hmm. been better and the Niners have barely gotten over these two teams. Okay, that's one god at, you know, one shrine at which people worship. The other one is, You know, Christmas Day, the day that both the Chiefs got crushed by the Raiders and the Niners got crushed by the Ravens, the Niners still would have been, at worst, a five-point favorite on a neutral that day. Mm -hmm. We've talked about this for two weeks. That is, and that's the other shrine to, to, you know, that's the other, the construct that you can view this game uh, within. And that is, that's the god that I worship Mm -hmm. in the end, right? It's, It's the larger sample size. That's what I believe in. And I do believe that... You know, simply if they say, like if if they have one defensive series and Chase Young is doing dumb things, sorry, but it's kind of Chase Young. And when when Washington got rid of him, I sort of said, I go, Sweat's the better player. (laughs) People couldn't believe that, like all my San Francisco friends. And that played out. I think like he'll be off the field so quick. I think the Niners, and maybe it won't even take that, I think the Niners' defense ability to revert to what they were during the regular season as opposed to whatever this version is we've seen them in the postseason, I think that's a real possibility. If that happens and Mahomes has got to chase that team,
5: yeah, I think the Niners win it. Yeah, and that's kind of the other part of the handicap too is if the if the run game, I think for me, if Pacheco doesn't have success in this thing, then it, it could be a pretty bad day yeah. because again, it's the this team is just not really built to one play from behind, and it's certainly not built to have to go to completely nothing but but passing, right? right? Because yeah. now if you're relying your your de facto wide receiver one at this point is a rookie, which Rasheed Rice has been fine, like he's he's been good for them, but again. That's you now. It's it's relying on a rookie. It's relying on Marcus Valdez Scantling. It's relying on trying to then at that point if they know that you're passing every single down, you have to assume extra attention gets paid right. right. to the Kelsey. Lock yeah, in on Kelsey. and so it's just yeah. yeah. So it becomes this whole everything gets out of whack, you know, at that point. And I think the the other thing that is is interesting to me, and I'm sitting here telling you I'm on the Chiefs, talking about why I think <laughs> no, the 49ers no, or whatever. No, but but, same but, way, man. but the but the other, but, but, but the other concerns. thing is like it, it, if if the 49ers do. Find themselves down in this game they are much more equipped to yes. come from behind than than the chiefs are right i mean like what the splash plays left and right that these that these guys had all season long i mean there was a game <laughs> well while saying that they don't yeah. want to obviously because it's still sure. Mahomes, but yes they're much more equipped yeah i mean there, there's a there's a game this year in which brock purdy threw for 368 yards and he threw for 368 yards on 19 completions. Amazing. 19 completions, 368 <laughs> yards. He had 54, 45, 44, two 30s, a 27, two 25s, and a 24-yard reception in that game alone. Yeah, what is that,
2: 18 yeah. yards, 19 and yards and per, kit, per completion or something? So it's yeah. just
5: you, you look at that and you're just like, this is – Th- th- that is that is why this team can come back. Yeah. And you're, I, if you're sitting there and you're holding a 49er money line ticket or even a minus two, whatever it might be, and you're down 10 in the fourth quarter, I don't think you're like completely dejected and like tearing that ticket up and going and heading to the bar until like three minutes left in the in the game. You know, I think that's yeah. like when you, that's maybe when you can start to really really panic. But if I'm down 10 heading in the fourth quarter holding a 49ers ticket, like I'm not. I'm not really that worried
3: about it. Would you, considering you have Chiefs, I have Chiefs, if that situation played out, would you be grabbing any piece of 49ers in-game? It would be
5: interesting to see what the number would be for sure. Yeah, yeah.
3: Let's kind of As you're it talking would, about this. It I, would be interesting yeah. to
5: see what, what the number would be. As good as they are at defending the perimeter, I mean, like, they can be had over the middle. You have Debo that can run those drag routes. You mm-hmm. have Kittle over the middle. You can start – Kittle over the middle. Look at that. Kittle over the middle. Look what you did.
2: Look what I did. I'm, I'm riding with my final exacta, the uh, the Niners over the Chiefs at 11-1. I'm riding with those MVP plays on, uh, on not only Christian McCaffrey, but also Debo and Kittle. And if I didn't have any of those, I probably would have a small bet on the Niners, and that's it probably we're coming back more Matt Brown with all his prop bets next numbers game beast in the sports betting network from media this segment is brought to you by bear aspirin the official sponsor of fans hearts Gil Alexander Kelly Bidlin, and Matt Brown hanging out media row DraftKings Network super Week down here at Mandalay Bay a who's who yesterday was bustling little little quieter here this morning for sure um, but expected to get uh, pretty rowdy here momentarily. Uh, we get tweets at the beginning of the book. I'm going to read a bunch here from, uh, well, let me, let me start with some from both today and yesterday. Uh, I want to, I could I try to get to everybody, but I don't know that I will. Just a, a slew of Joe Flacco ones. Uh, Vegas Valkyrie's cheers, Gil, locking into a numbers game daily, just keeps giving thanks, lads. Uh, this from Coach Brian, winner, winner, thanks. Uh, thanks, Vison and Gil. I played this at 25 to 1 after his second start. I think I thought it didn't have a chance. Uh, By the way, Vegas Val was at 100 to 1. Tim Lawson at 100 100 to 1 as well. Uh, Forrest Lehman, I'm buying what Merrill was selling yesterday. Merrill Hodge, couldn't agree with your take on GM type position or other more. What a treat to listen to. No wasted words. Great interview. I'm in on his breathing deal also. Cleef T.A., who's a great Megapod uh, guest and, of course, on a numbers game and one of the greatest follows uh, out there in football Twitter, said, I don't recall who it was on your show a few months ago, but I recall watching it and hearing them make the case that Hamlin could lose because he, he's either won or off the ballot altogether. That's exactly what happened. Um, You're talking about Aaron Schatz. He was the guy that did that. Um, Jay Rod, I'm most excited for Gil's tech issues on any of the pre-kickoff shows with Captain Jack this weekend. Uh, he's doing a super stream, his annual SuperStream, and I've uh, perennial had, perennially had audio problems. Um, Bill Krakenberger. Did catch that pass yesterday from Joe Montana. A lot of people were tweeting about that. Do we have that video real Oh, quick? we have
3: that video. Yes, uh, we do.
2: So this happened yesterday. We were at Amalfi, the Bobby Flay place, inside a restaurant. That's Joe Montana, the greatest of all time on the right. That's Bill Krakenberger going deep. Going deep. Little Got it. Touchdown. So uh, Crack was so nervous about this. I would have been nervous, too. Are you kidding me? Well, he was, you know, they gave, they, they distributed the footballs to everybody who's going to be catching. By the way, this is a Kenny Main thing, and the proceeds go to uh, uh, the military who have had uh, leg injuries, because Kenny Main had a leg injury at football, and he wants to, uh, oh, uh, to try to help those in the military who have had leg injuries. And Crack, you know, they distributed footballs, and Crack thought he got the biggest and the most difficult one, and I'm like, you're catching it. You're not throwing it. (laughs) And he was like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, But I said, for the rest of your life, you're going to be able to say you caught a a pass from Joe Montana. And he's so pumped. And I'm so thankful to him for allowing me to uh, share it, because I got a picture with Joe Montana. Somebody tweeted. They're like, oh, you got a picture with the greatest of all time. I'm like, RG3 was there? I don't know if that was that funny. I, I might have had another. <laughs> You're like Joe Burrow. Where's Joe, Where's Joe Burrow?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I might have had another embarrassing injury story here yesterday. Oh no! What did you do? Uh, well, I, I told you last night. But, oh yeah, yeah. god! So we were working uh, over against the wall. I, anybody who's worked in media has always found themselves working in a in a tunnel in an arena or here, even as big as this is. We need. To, I needed to find a power outlet. So I'm over in the wall. You and I were talking post show. Uh, we're we're talking about some things post show, what we're doing for social, that kind of stuff. Gil leaves. Not four minutes later, am I? am like, I'm packing up, getting ready to go. I say, Ivan our great director. I don't even know what his title is these days. He's all our bosses. It's uh, probably um, he's sitting over there with me. And I'm I'm about to get up, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I said, you're going to have to give me a minute. Both of my feet are dead asleep because I was, like, sitting with, like, my legs crossed, like, working on a computer. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, like, shake him out, shake them out. All right, I'm good, I'm good. So get up, go to get up, plant one leg, perfectly fine, plant the second leg. It is dead asleep, and I start stumbling over. And I, then I avoid my laptop that's on the ground and just kind of just dive next to it. And then I look up, and Kurt Warner's, like, three feet <laughs> away, just, like, looking at me doing an interview.
5: It's <laughs> like, who's this, who's this kid? <laughs> you're, you're both feet fell asleep?
3: Yeah. Yeah, both. Both legs, he said. Bo- yeah, it was both feet, though. Hey, yeah, I really went the legs. It was both feet. I don't I think that's a condition. No, <laughs> <Stop> it. <laughs> I, it's funny you say that. Though might be, I, might I, be something I, to get checked out. It's funny you say that because I don't. At the time, I was like, I don't think I've ever had both my feet fall asleep before.
5: I well, mean, like you know, you get like sometimes you get numb and like one appendage because you like laid on it wrong. You do it. Right, like yeah, yeah, Both feet going numb sounds like something you know maybe a physician get on that a <laughs> little little, uh, little web doc. I'm extremely order. flexible, Matt. Okay, yeah. that's what was the problem yesterday. Okay. What's your favorite prop that you have, man? My favorite prop that I have is longest field goal made by the Chiefs. That one is the fa- my favorite. I know that's and, probably not what you're expecting, and, and not what everybody else I was, was like. Expecting. Wow, that was a, like, a buzzkill. Yeah, we well, I mean, get you reasoning for it. So longest look, field Har- goal by the <laughs> Chiefs. Harrison Bucker is is one of the best kickers you know of all time. We not should even, go back to talking about Kelly not being able to stay. Yeah, him, I mean, seriously, everyone's like, wait, did he just say a field goal prop <laughs> is of his favorite prop? But seriously, so it, it, he was he was ninety four percent. On the season, he was 12 for 12 on field goals of 40 yard longer. He was five for five on kicks from 50 or longer. He made his only 60 yarder that they lined him up for as well. And with the way that Moody has been kicking, I don't think they're going to run, like be really happy to run him out and have him kick these, you know, mid 50 yard field goals. They might opt to either just go for it or, you know, do some sort of pooch pun or something like that. So Andy Reid, I think, is going to be much more much more okay with sending his kicker out there who literally again made 94 percent of his field goals over the course of the season and so um, that that one i like a, a great deal okay um, so
3: real quick yeah. first quarter butker can, <laughs> butker makes one from 42 yards you feeling good about your bet or no? I mean, you know, <laughs> I, it's good to have one on the board. All oh, right, wait no. Bunker Bunker makes it and then goes down with an, with an ankle injury or something after he made it. You think you're home with that
5: bet? Uh, and then we have to get in the argument about why can't the punter kick extra points? <laughs> oh. And then, yeah, and then we, gotta <laughs> we got to get into that thing. Then we got to have another bet. Uh, be I mean, the yeah.
3: ultimate map round bad beat. Right
2: yeah. Next, I mean, way, next thing I know, Kelly's pulling a pulling a muscle. <laughs>
3: That's I a, keep hurting <laughs> the same <laughs> leg in the dumbest ways. All right. Uh, in yeah. addition, to, and you
2: you already talked about. Let's start with the top here in addition for the Chiefs plus two that you have. You did play Mahomes for M V P. You wanted to get that in too.
5: Yeah, I mean it's essentially it's essentially just a better price on the money line in my personal opinion. Yeah. I don't see too many I don't see too many outcomes in this game in which Patrick Mahomes has a bad game and they do, and they win still. And, and let us
2: just remember again, because this is one of the first things I said in the first two weeks: is this is an award given out on the fly, so it's actually not a f- like as we saw with the yeah. Damian Williams game, right, where he scored two fourth quarter touchdowns to end up with three in that game. It's kind of a three quarter award. Yeah. So like you got to get it in quick, and usually, all things being equal, I ah, will just give it to Mahomes then.
5: It's like, is there a is there a route to victory for the Chiefs in which Mahomes only throws for like a hundred and seven? yards? I don't think so. I mean, I mean maybe, but I don't think so, right? If Mahomes doesn't have a good game then I can't imagine a scenario that the Chiefs win. So, it's like a plus 125 on the money line where right now they're, what is it like plus 105 or something? So, yeah, you get yeah. extra 20 cents. Yeah, basically.
3: Yeah. And, and, and shop around. I've been surprised at the uh, varying prices I've seen on that. I,
5: I do I, I do think one thing that's interesting about the about the 49ers in from an MVP perspective is like, sure, like you said, like as long as Purdy has a decent game, they will likely try to give it to him. But I do think there are routes to other to yes. other guys winning the MVP. I think, on, I think that's a very on, popular thought. That one team does have other routes, but the Chiefs don't. Yeah, the so, Niners do. Chiefs don't. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get why he's plus two twenty-five, and I think that if in all likelihood, if he has a somewhat decent game, they will still give it to him. But I do think that there are routes to other guys getting it for sure. I mean, we have seen over the course of the season, right, where where when you have guys like. Iu and Debo and I mean we can throw Kittle into the mix as well where they have these just monster games right they have these just blow up games and could there be a scenario where Purdy throws for 230 and one of those, uh, one of those guys has 155 of the 230. Like we've seen that already this year, right? Yeah. I mean, Kittle had a 149-yard game, Debo had a 148-yard game, uh, Ayuk had a 156-yard game. You know, like the, this is this is very possible, I think, for the 49ers. So
3: the, I agree with that, but they are also people I've heard a couple people bring this up, and it is interesting. Where okay, when's the? How often do we see a quarterback on a team in the Super Bowl that you can get over two to one with to win Super Bowl MVP. Right. So like I get it if people are making Brock Purdy
5: bets too because that let's squeeze that last one in. There's the you have a
2: Kick return
5: one. Yes, so under 27 and a half yards on the longest kick return. Bucker has a incredibly high touchback rate as it is anyway. Yes, and then if you look on the Moody side of things, he he still has a big leg. He just you know it's been been inaccurate here and there. And also I I'm this is just speculation stuff here. Obviously no inside information, but I also kind of think with these coaching staffs, you get the ball on the 25 anyway. D- you probably have a, a talk with your kick return. It's like, listen, unless it is, like, very obvious for you to take this out, let's not take the chance on a turnover and giving them the ball back on a kickoff. Because, like, weird thing. We talk about this all the time. Like, stupid stuff happens on kicks. You I have, know? I like, have no doubt that conversation happens, yeah, like, whether it's executed or not. Yeah, exactly. Whether, yeah. We, yeah, whether, yeah. whether it's executed or not, yeah, for sure. But it's kind of like, you know what? Let's just make sure we retain possession of the ball and let's go. We get on the 25. It's that's, that's, that's not bad.
2: Because Andy Regis has to says point to Patrick Mahomes yeah. and, the, and the Niners just have to point to yeah. the offense collectively. Yeah, yeah it makes sense. Um, we'll come back. Matt has a whole bunch more of these uh, props to get to. I count five more. Yeah. We will do that. Uh, Matt Brown joins us. James Salinas, Rufus Peabody, Aaron Schatz here later on. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network,
0: live from Media Row.
4: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. This segment is presented
2: by 1-800-Flowers.com. That's 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin on the couch here at Media Row. Beautiful DraftKings set here that we have. Uh, and Matt Brown joining us as well. The host of the All Angles Football Betting Podcast. And, of course, the Handle. Which he does with Mike Samich as well here weekends at V Sin. Uh, we get tweets at Beady the Book, and uh, I'm
3: assuming all angles through the UFL season too, right?
5: Obviously, sure. Okay. sure. <laughs> sure.
2: Yes. What was your comment when I said what happens after football season it becomes the No Angles <laughs> podcast? Uh, Blue Hen Bill, congratulations to me. And winning the Joe, uh, him to me, winning the Joe Flacco Comeback Player of the Year Award, uh, along with a ton of your other listeners, please call Rufus Mr. Peabody in honor of Rocky the Squirrel. I don't know who Sherman would be, lol. Uh, Nevada's. I think people who won awards are just, they're punch drunk at this point. Or so <laughs> I thought this was dead in the water. I fell off my couch when they announced that he, too, had Flacco at 100 to 1. Uh, daytime Degenerate, uh, did this really feel like a unanimous MVP for Lamar year, anyone? Aaron, did everyone a favor? Not going with him and not making him a uh, unanimous. Bit Flair, glad the voters decided that taking the Browns to the postseason is more impressive than coming back from the dead. Uh, Tim Lawson, do you think Demar should be a favorite for comeback player of the year next year? Could he be perpetually a favorite until he's a regular starter again and eventually receives it? I think that's probably true. At least next year, I think it's true.
3: I think you need to monitor. The roster status, right, Matt? Because like there were games where he was just inactive.
2: I don't think he's a favorite from the start anymore, but I do think that if he like starts off having a great season, yeah. he would instantly become but the favorite. What I'm
3: saying yes. is, even if I knew he was the second, a second string, third string, you know, safety that was going to be out there every game, then yeah, I think I think that's a way to look. But he was just inactive of so many games this year. I I don't know if I can jump to that that quickly. Matthew
2: Livingston, hey Kelly, since you love the Pacheco over. Would you entertain Pacheco MVP for a little sprinkle? Much love for the show.
3: Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah. A little sprinkle on that. A little, spr- a little
2: sprinkle. Yeah. Sprinkle me, May. Well, Chance Copperpot. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, Zoe. no. no I just, it, let, let's get to that. I'll, I'll circle back to it. Yeah, because uh, you have your popular yeah, yeah. Chance Copperpot. I was all over Hamlin pretty early. I got it at plus 250. Uh, but you know what? I made out much better on Flacco, even though I bet less on Joe. 100 to 1. Might not have made either bet without A-N-G. Thanks, guys our pleasure man to the extent that we help sports pick magic between merrill hodge and rufus i think i learned more this week than i did in four years at the prestigious university of maryland (laughs) (laughs) go terps baby uh, touchdown, Jesus! Flacco was the wi- new Flacco was the winner when the NFL had Vinny Testaverde, Tim Couch, and Brian Sipe present the award. <laughs> uh, we assume that's a joke, uh, based on the MLB telegraphing their passes. Motor City Mike, with the Browns almost sweeping the awards, though, and and the way they exited the first round, the only sensible conclusion one can draw is that they are one of the most underachieving teams of all time. How about that? Take on that, again. Okay. Not just the three awards, but the fourth with best assistant coach of the year as well to Jim Schwartz. And finally here, uh, John B., we'll read more of this. You three on the couch talking sports just gave me an awesome program idea. What if you three each weekday talked and watched sports into early evening? Would bet would be prime time watching <laughs> you guys live. Uh, yeah. Thank uh, you. It's a wild
5: idea. We appreciate it. I see it. what you did there. I see what you did there.
2: All right, Matt, you got, you got more props to get to, sir. And it starts with Isaiah Pacheco.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm on the over from a rushing from, from a rushing yardage total as well. Um, Again, I I have to play this into the handicap that I have for the game, right? Which is there's going to be a lot of Pacheco. It's going to be a lot of the Chiefs trying to attack what is the obvious weakness, at least on the, uh, on paper, for the 49ers defense, which has been the the run defense specifically, run the run defense to the outside. And and you look, you bring up Chase Young, a liability for sure when it comes to to teams rushing to the outside as well. And so. I went over 65 and a half. If we look, 16 and a half carries is what his, his line is projected at. I think that, you know, that's not incredibly efficient for him to have to get to – like, if he's getting 17 carries, 16 carries along the way, doesn't have to be all that efficient to get to this number as it is anyway. I'm on the Chiefs. So I think he ends up getting more carries than that. So, if it's more like 18, 19 carries, then I think it works even better in our favor for, for, for that as well. I mean, look – I. I because he runs angry, people don't realize that he was like a four-three-seven guy, you right. know, like yeah. whatever. It's like he he's he's super 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 fast, so he can he can bust one as well. So I don't like have that out of the range of outcomes too that we could get almost halfway there on one kind of splash play type deal too. So I I, I like that angle here with Pacheco, and if you look like the 49ers defense. 51% success rate to rushes outside the tackles this season. It was the third worst mark in the entire NFL. And so I imagine Andy Reid and them are going to take advantage of that speed that Pacheco has run outside of the tackles and see if they can see if they can continue to kind of put together these long methodical drives, which is the is the whole kind of in my opinion the key to this handicap, which would be keeping those playmakers for 49ers on the sidelines, putting together long and then but you have to capitalize, right, you got to get in the end zone. You can't do these seven-minute drives and then, again, then kick a field goal, right? It's yeah. like they, they got to get in the end zone, in it, my opinion, more times than not, because I think the 49ers are going to score. So th- I think there's a lot of
3: reasons why betting the over on this prop made sense. The, the, biggest, the biggest one, though, that really pushed me over the edge and made it a little bit bigger bet for me, Matt, was the – was was the Ravens game where he was not ultra efficient. You were talk, you're talking twenty-four carries, sixty eight yards. But you just want to go back. I mean, what was it this over this number's hit five of the last seven games he's played in? But when the Chiefs were just continuing to hand the ball off to him, even with, you know, mild success. And you knew in that big of a spot there was a determination from Kansas yes. City to keep running the ball. 100%. That's the biggest selling point to me here of why I'm like, if you did it against Baltimore, why wouldn't you keep doing that against San Francisco?
5: What do you think a – what does a stat line have to look like for Pacheco to an MVP? What would be the stat line? do you think? Well, you you couldn't answer that without
2: saying, and Mahomes' stat line would have to be this.
5: Yeah, because that's that's the curious thing for me is, like, okay, he'd probably definitely have to score two touchdowns, right, Pacheco? Uh, Two
3: touchdowns and over 100 yards, and Mahomes has to go under 200 and have a pick.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like Mahomes has to
5: really be underwhelming is the thing.
3: Maybe under 230 with a pick.
5: Yeah, I mean, because, like, so... With that, what is Pacheco right now in the MVP market? What do we, no, we, no, where is he? I think he's 30 to one 28 to one. 28 to one. So that is actually value on what we're saying he would have to have in order to win MVP, which is kind of interesting because if you do like a same game parlay and like – Pacheco, two touchdowns and 100-plus rushing yards is actually 16-to-1, where you're getting 28-to-1 for him to be MVP. It's not like that with McCaffrey, though, right? So, McCaffrey's at 475. If you go to McCaffrey and it's like, okay, McCaffrey's going to have to go for 100 rushing yards. He's going to have to score two touchdowns and, like, add, what, 40 receiving yards probably like I mean cuz he's a receiver yeah. too that actually pays out 9 to 1 which is more than the 475 you get on McCaffrey from an MVP so it's kind of like you can you can reverse engineer these two sometimes with these little with the yeah. same game parlays but that actually pays out higher on Pacheco for what we have just sat up here and said okay the line's going to probably have to look like that for him to win MVP it's 16 to 1 if you put it together like that and it's 28 to 1 if you give it if you get the MVP Let's let's get to your final one. So you had
2: Pacheco most rushing yards in the game, and you had him over in his rushing yards. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have three Niners props. By the way, uh, Pacheco, uh, where you have it lined with 65.5 rushing yards. Mm -hmm. You have Purdy over 11.5 rushing yards, Purdy over a half a pick, and then Kittle over 20 and a half longest reception.
5: Yeah, Kittle was the one that was interesting to me as I was digging in. I guess cuz he's a tight end that plays with these other super explosive receivers that you don't really realize how often this guy gets 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 away in, in uh, from the defense and so you go in and then you look and his long so he played in 18 games and this was this is lined at 20 and a half for his longest reception. His longs in games this year, he had a 29, 38, 28, 34, 66, 24, 32, 44, 35, 58, 32, and 28. He he went over this 20 and a half for his longest reception in 12 of the 18 games oh, that he played in. And in one of the other ones, his long was a 19. So it was like, it was, you know, you missed it by, by two yards. And so. Uh, it was just interesting to me that Kittle gets behind these defenses as, as often as he does and kind of breaks for these long catches. And if we go to this whole, like, path of least resistance thing, we already talked about how good the perimeter defenders are for the Chiefs. You would think then that that would funnel a lot of some of these targets over the middle, and, and Kittle could could benefit from that and, and get some extra targets along the way. So that one to me was, was one of the deals where I was going, you know what? I guess I'm going to go ahead and play this, considering I didn't realize how often he actually – you know, breaks these long ones.
3: Yeah, like that. I went over his receiving yardage, I, and a lot of I, The middle field, I think, is going to be open. I think a lot of people are making cases for Debo, which makes sense to me too. But the, I think Debo's getting. We're going to see the the Shanahan playbook with so many different things designed for Debo that I think that's going to lead to even more Kittle being that main guy, kind of over the middle there.
2: I know you're here for the whole show. I wanted to give you a chance to like just flesh out all your props before everybody else gets here. Yeah, I want an honest answer to this question. How long did it take you to decide which shoes to wear? Today, knowing that you'd get the full body shot,
4: um,
5: you know, you went conservative. There,
3: I'm conservative. I'm setting it at over were, two, and
2: you, conser- two and a half. What minutes. do you mean?
5: These are, these are these are
3: these are these are hot, man. What you talking I mean, they're cool, but they're they're not what like mean? green and yellow like you usually rock.
2: I'm gonna need were hard to get. I'm man. gonna need an answer over two and a half
5: minutes. <laughs> I'll take gammer. under, but like it was. It's a good line. I'll take under, but it's a good line. <laughs> Jeremy Wangle for line. the win. Look at that! Come on, those are those are those are good. Uh, we're coming back. Rufus Peabody,
0: James Salinas, Aaron Shots. Numbers game live from Media Row and Mandalay Bay. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play—from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh?
1: Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country.